Hey everyone, welcome to the Tried and Truly podcast, where you'll find encouragement, biblical truth, and plenty of laughter along the way. Let's get started. Hey guys, you're tuned in to the Tried and Truly podcast, episode 22. And right off the bat, I want to give a special shout out to my friend Christina, who suggested that we talk about today's topic. So Christina, thank you for listening and for your awesome idea to talk about um, the topic of grace. We have the ultimate example of grace in God sacrificing his own son for us to cover our sins so that you know, we could be blameless and have a relationship with him, even though we are not worthy and we did nothing to deserve it. I mean, God gives us abounding grace. And, you know, we often hear this kind of buzzy phrase, oh, give yourself grace. I definitely say it like a lot. <laughs> and so I got to thinking about it, like, what does this even mean? Like, can we give ourselves grace? Is it even ours yeah. to give in the first place? You know, so like everything, we want to look at this through a biblical lens. So let's talk about like what exactly is biblical grace? Yeah. You know, the Bible is very clear that grace is God's favor towards us. So receiving a gift that we don't deserve because of our sins, mm -hmm. you know, it's not a loan. Thank goodness. Not a loan we have to qualify for because of our, you know, merits or good deeds and certainly not a gift that we have to repay. Um, it's mm -hmm. the gift of salvation, the gift to have freedom from our sins, the gift of being in close relationship with God, even though we're unworthy of that. Um, and the gift of his son, Jesus, to be sacrificed for our sins. So Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 clearly describes this grace for us. It says, for grace, you have been saved through faith. And it's not by our own doings, but it's a gift from God. It's not a result of our works because he doesn't want anyone to be able to boast, you know, that we've mm -hmm. earned this. This is truly God's favor right. upon us. Um, and then if you look at Titus 2.1, it says that this saving grace is offered to everyone. And that's the good news of the gospel, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. But, you know, really, how do we go forward? You know, once we understand God's grace, you know, from a biblical standpoint, what it means, how do we actually move forward and live that out every single day? Yeah. When I think of grace, I personally think of parenting and mm. parents need a lot of grace. <laughs> and, you know, we talk about giving our kids grace and like what that looks like. But honestly, like more times than not, I'm the one in the situation that needs the grace. <laughs> um, you know, mornings at my house start at 620. And from the minute we wake up, it's like a mad dash to get all the things done and get out the door to make it to the bus. You know, um, breakfast, double check the bags, get your teeth brushed, shoes, like hats, gloves, all the things. And little boys don't care about all that stuff. <laughs> They're just like playing with their Legos and reading their book. So, you know, if I'm not careful, I can find myself like yelling at them, get your shoes on, hurry up, get out the door. How many times do I have to ask you to brush yeah. your teeth? Like, I think I actually said that phrase this morning. Like, <laughs> do I have to ask you five times, six times? And it's like, they walk out the door and they're happy off to school. And I'm <laughs> sitting there alone feeling awful, you know, that that was my last yeah. interaction with them. And it was one of anger and frustration. And in that moment, it's like, I have a choice. I can start to spiral, think about how I'm a bad mom, or mm -hmm. 
Door number two, stop the spiral, pause right there and pray. Take that thought captive of whatever you're telling yourself, you're being a bad mom. And instead I can repent and then choose to accept God's grace in that situation. You know, not by beating ourselves up, um, but instead giving thanks for his grace and his love and really like appreciating yeah. and just praising what, what we have in God's grace. And it takes a lot of intentionality to not go down that spiral. Um, but we can use our mistakes to draw near to God and to fully embrace his grace instead of, you know, going down that other option <laughs> of beating ourselves up. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and mine's a little bit different where I've struggled giving myself grace really is being a working mom and struggling to like balance mom responsibilities and work responsibilities and wife responsibilities. Like I almost forgot to add wife in there, to be honest with you, (laughs) (laughs) because that's like the bottom, uh, you know, the bottom of the list. I know. know. But, um, But over the years, like I've just you know, I've cranked through hours of work and then criticized myself for not having a desire to be a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. right? I've put myself down for all the ways that I don't live up to this worldly um, standard of what a traditional wife looks like and what that traditional wife role is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can get in my own head, um, honestly, that I need to be all things to all people in order to be worthy of their love and affection. Mm -hmm. I remember a couple years back, I was talking to a mentor of mine and she had just recently been promoted to an executive. And so I was really inspired by her because, you know, first she was just like an amazingly kind person and a hard worker, super smart, but she was also a great wife. I had worked with her husband years ago, and so I knew how much he loved and adored her. Yeah. But she was also a great mom, and you always saw her involved at, like, the kids' sports and volunteering Mm -hmm. in the school, and she was just very much involved there. But she also had this thriving career, Mm -hmm. right? So I one day was like, I need to get coffee with you. I need to know (laughs) how you're doing this. Yeah. And so I said, like, how are you doing it all? Like she makes the mom, wife, career woman look so easy. Like, mm-hmm. how are you doing it? And her response was, you don't. Like, <laughs> it is impossible to do all things for all people all the time. Yeah. And she said, really, it's a juggling act. You know, mm-hmm. some days your family needs you and you just go all in, you know, mm-hmm. and you prioritize your family or you prioritize your husband or, you know, whomever's needing your attention that day, Mm -hmm. there's going to be days that your career is demanding and you have to give yourself permission to put your attention and your focus there for that day. You can't go one without the other. You have Mm -hmm. to be able to balance them, but you can't do it all in one day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so expecting yourself to wear, you know, the many hats every single day at the same time is simply unrealistic. Yeah. And honestly, it, it takes all the joy out of all of those roles that we've been blessed with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And like you said, it's like the worldly expectations that are set for us that we're looking at and saying, it's saying to us that we could do it all. You can do it yeah. all and you should do it all. And then when we fall short of those impossible worldly standards, you know, we're prone to feel guilty, feel like we failed. Mm-hmm. And like Lori, can I just say on the flip side, as a stay-at-home mom, like I feel bad that I don't have a career sometimes, you know, that I'm not like fulfilling my potential. So like lesson here is that 
the worldly <laughs> standards and the pressures, we're not going to be able to live up to it, you know? So, yeah. um, we need to look elsewhere. <laughs> so where does grace come into the picture for you? Well, for me, it really comes, you know, walking in God's grace gives me that freedom, right? Mm-hmm. To better balance work and home. Um, and it allows me to give myself space by accepting the fact that I'm not perfect and I, I don't have to be perfect um, to be in God's favor. Yeah. And that God's grace washes over my sin. It fills all the gaps of what I'm not mm-hmm. with everything he designed me to be. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about the biblical meaning of grace and how we can, you know, fully embrace God's grace um, for ourselves as we move about our life. Mm-hmm. But let's flip it a little bit and talk about offering grace to other people in our lives. And, you know, I kind of already touched on my kiddos. And Mm -hmm. for me, I sometimes feel like the people you're closest to in your own life, those are the people that can tend to get the least amount of grace from us. Um, Tell me, hopefully I'm not alone in that. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, it's my girls, too, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it comes from a place of love, right? Yeah. I want them to make good decisions. I want their lives to be, you know, joyful and happy and as easy as possible. And I want them to be good people. And so when I see them start making decisions that they shouldn't or going down the wrong path, then mm-hmm. I tend to have a very strong reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, last night um, I had a moment and a moment not where I'm going to tell you that I did grace right, a yeah. moment where I completely failed in what it means to show and embrace grace right. for That's my child. way more entertaining yeah. for me. <laughs> Well, first of all, I have to give you the backstory because I feel like if I don't, you're going to completely judge me. But (laughs) (laughs) serious. So here's the backstory. Okay. Liana has been out of school for like three days last week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because snow weeks. Then we have the weekend, right? That's five days without school. Yeah. And we knew probably Wednesday she was reading a book and she had to, you know, finish reading this book. Yesterday, we took Amaya back to Chicago, so we had a four-hour drive. Mm -hmm. On the way there, she says, oh, man, when I get home, I have to read that book. (laughs) It was a 250-page book, and she was a few chapters in. Oh, no. Okay? So I lost my mind in the car. Um, And, I mean, I was just like, how are we here? How did... You've had plenty of days. Did you even bring the book with you? You're going to be in the car for four hours and you have to read a couple hundred pages and you didn't bring the book. So anyway, <laughs> we came home. Meanwhile, Amaya's laughing because she's like, girl, I've been there. Yeah. Like, you should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we came home and Liana's, you know, reading and for a couple hours and she's like, do you think you know, how much longer do I have to read? Because I still have an English paper to write. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Michelle, I, I see, my head exploded. And so as I'm like fuming in the other room, I really felt like just like this, this wash of calmness come mm-hmm. over me. Mm-hmm. And it was very, it was very uncommon for me. <laughs> Not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, it just came over me. And I'm like, I completely missed the opportunity. I quickly was like, girl, you need to come in here. We need to sit down and talk about this. And I realized that I missed this opportunity to explain to her 
why it was important that she didn't procrastinate. Like, I want her. She's a great kid. She's a smart student. I want her to like learning. I want her to be able to, you know, enjoy learning, but also be her best because she can't do that one when she's rushing through reading hundreds of pages, you know, whipping through writing an English paper um, or staying up. We let her stay up until 1230 this morning because you got to get it done. And that's the consequence you have to pay. So I told her, like, we're going to let you stay up and do it, but that's not healthy for you. So for me, I realized that showing grace isn't letting go of things, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just brushing it under the rug, letting her get away with not doing the paper or asking for an extension on reading it, but it's addressing it, but addressing it with the why behind it. Why? And I think about the Gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that detail the life and ministry of Jesus. And, you know, Jesus met sinners all over the place. He didn't like brush their sins under the rug. No, he addressed the wrongs. Right. Like here is the sin. Let's confront it face to face. Mm -hmm. But he showed it to them with compassion, with forgiveness and encouragement. And most importantly, that just like I want my girls to have a good life, like Jesus did that because he wants us to have a better life. And that's an eternal life. Yeah. And so it was like, wow. Jesus was, you know, the best example of what it looks like to walk with someone with grace, to help someone embrace the grace, to encourage someone with grace. And that's like so applicable to parenting every day. It is. Yeah. Did she get the book done? She got the book done. (laughs) Um, Well, she got the paper written, went to bed at 1230, woke up at 530, finished the book, Mm. and then came and woke me up in the morning to tell me that she had it all done. I didn't even know she was awake this morning. Oh, man. Good job, Liana. Yeah. That's such an interesting perspective to put on it, though. Like When we think about how we react to our own children, of course, we have the best intentions. Of course, we want them to succeed through life and, and, you know, do amazing things. But we have to think about what our model is and what our example Mm -hmm. is. How would our Heavenly Father treat us if we you know, had a misstep or made a mistake, a failure, you know, he treats us with grace and love over and over again. And it's Mm -hmm. such a good example for parents. And, you know, I think it's so crucial too, that as we continually accept God's grace in our lives, like we don't just stop there, you know, we can ask God in that moment, what might he be trying to teach us through these, through these, you know, mistakes and blunders. And I think every single time um, we make a mistake, we mess up, it's an opportunity to seek God out and further grow in his image um, as we walk in his love and his grace every single day. Um, Like in your story with Liana, you were able to reflect and learn from that. And she's not perfect. And you're, you're just as imperfect, you know, (laughs) so am I, we all are, but it's like what we do with it. And, and we can see God and grow closer to him. And I Mm -hmm. love Hebrews 416. It encourages us to approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need, Mm -hmm. you know, because of what Jesus did for us, we have access to God's infinite grace. And I think that is good news.
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Tried and Truly podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, and check us out at triedandtrulypodcast.com to see our show notes and more. See you next time.